What I'm going to present to you today is more or less an overview of a psalm, because this psalm we are all very familiar with, or should be, as Christians. And what I want to do is look at one particular little aspect of this psalm, and in particular, two words in this psalm. If you want a good spiritual exercise sometimes, I find great joy in it to, to think about some of the words that the Holy Spirit has chosen to use in giving us our Bible. Amen. The nouns, the verbs, the little phrases. And to think about what does that phrase or word mean? What word pictures? What things come to mind when you think of those words, to ponder those words, to get some of the the deepness and richness out of the word picture, the meaning that he's trying to convey to us. Since we don't have video or or audio, we have words, so we have to have word pictures. So I, those words are specifically chosen for that reason. This psalm is going to be more exhortive than expositive. expositive. Um, And the reason for that in this church, we have a lot of knowledge. And when we don't do what we're supposed to, when we don't match up to the high calling of Christ... It's not for lack of knowledge. Right. It's for lack of doing. Right. Right. You know, as Nike says, just do it. And that's what I want to do is and to exhort you to do that. So if you would, please ta- turn to Psalm 51. As you all should know, this is a confessionary psalm. This is a psalm that David wrote after he was confronted by Nathan the prophet about his sin of adultery and murder with Bathsheba. And it's a psalm that every Christian should know because we all mess up. We all sin. We all violate God's law. And we should be very familiar with this psalm because this is a psalm that is from David, from a man of God's, uh, with a heart that God approved of. Right. And so if you want to know what a righteous man feels when he sins, you should read this psalm. You should know this psalm. You should pray this psalm when you're in such a situation. Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, And in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, 
and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face, hide thy face from my sin, and blot out all mine iniquity. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. <clears throat> Deliver me from blood guiltlessness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifices, else I would give it. Thou desirest not a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou will not despise. Do good in thy, do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shall thou be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness with the burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings, then shall they offer bullocks upon thy altar. Amen. Like I said, I like I love the word pictures that the Lord gives to us. And in this psalm, I want to concentrate on two words. Those two words are in verse 8, the second half of that verse. It says, and the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Right. And I thought about that. That Those two words grabbed me out of this psalm. I've been wanting to do this psalm for several weeks now because those, those words grabbed me. They made me think of numerous things which I want to share with you. As most of you know, I can relate to this psalm. About ten years ago, I had a broken leg bone. And it's healed very nicely. I thank the Lord for that. Maybe not often enough, but I thank Him for that, that there's no ill, uh, repercussions from that, from that. Many of you may not have broken bones, but I'm sure you've had pulled muscles, sprained muscles, sprained ankles, cuts, maybe some stitches. Uh, Brother Mark here, I see he's got a sling on, so he is definitely suffering some physical maladies right now. And when you have a severe injury like that, you are dysfunctional. Your life is not the same. And when you have sin in your life, unconfessed sin or reoccurring sin in your life, you are also dysfunctional. And we need to recognize that to know that. David recognized that. Yes. David compared the severity of sin to the severity of broken bones. Yes. Now, David being a man of war, 
may have had broken bones. He surely seen broken bones of other men in all the battles, seen the repercussions from that, see men hobbling around with broken bones, seen the pain of broken bones. Do we feel that pain when we have sin in our lives? Do we see that severity? You know, he, the Holy Spirit picked the words broken bones. He didn't pick the words head cold. You know, do we look at sin as broken bones or merely the aggravation of a head cold? David didn't. David equated this to broken bones. Right. And since broken bones are such a severity, do we take pains to avoid them? I'm sure we do. We're careful. Yes. With all the OSHA requirements nowadays on ladders and things like that, great pains are taken to prevent people from having broken bones. Do we take great pains to avoid sin? More help. That thing. When you have a broken bone, something severe like that, you usually seek help to get it fixed, to do it immediately. David, when he was confronted by Nathan, sought relief from that broken bone by confessing his sins immediately. And that is the only relief we have from from the severity of sin. John tells us, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, the Lord may forgive our sins, but that may not uh, alleviate the pain or the healing process afterwards, but the cast has been put on that broken bone. The process has started. You can start to heal. You can start to recover from that. And that's why, that's why this, the words in this psalm, broken bone just meant so much to me. Because we can get so much inference from that in our own practical lives with something very practical that we can, we have experience. We've known people that have experience. The other point that I got out of this was the fact that when you do have broken bones, there is always physical therapy recommended to aid in your recovery. My question to you is, when you have sinned, do you plan and seek physical therapy for that sin? Do you decide on a course of more Bible reading? more prayer, more godly friends, more godly music. Do you plan that therapy? Or you just all of a sudden say, okay, that's over, time to move on. And the friendships, that's the other thing too, is to seek godly friends and to do all the opposite things. Put away the, the bad music, the bad friends, so that you do not have a chance or less of a chance again of breaking some more bones from sinning. And so that's the, um, I'm sorry, I forgot one thing. 
Um, also, back to physical therapy. When you're in a physical therapy program, they tell you not to cheat, to do the exercises. Otherwise, you will not recover to the fullest potential that you can. And so, therefore, we shouldn't cheat on our physical therapy. We should, if we sit down to a plan of reading our Bibles or praying more or listening to more godly music, we need to continue with that and not cheat on that because our recovery will be not as full as it could be. I hope that you think about what your view of sin is. I hope you think about the words that the Holy Spirit chooses to use sometimes in our Bible, that you can have that mental, spiritual exercise sometime of sitting down and just looking at a word, a phrase, and saying, what does that convey? What, How many different facets can I get out of that word type thing? And why did the Holy Spirit choose that word versus other words? Yes. So let the Lord be blessed. Amen. Amen. Amen.